Today on Locked on Rockies, the tale of two months, two very different scenarios for the Colorado Rockies as they approach this part of the season. What do they do going forward? What changed between the two months, especially as this team dealt with a whole bunch of injuries? You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 6th day of June in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every single day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk about the Colorado Rockies, except for days like yesterday where I get stuck at the airport for an entire day. <laughs> Today's episode of the Locked on Rockies podcast brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can also find Locked on Rockies and your Rockies play-by-play action on the SiriusXM app and on SiriusXM radio. Just search Locked on Rockies or Rockies, and you'll be taken to where you need to go there. You can catch all the action starting with first pitch tonight on the SiriusXM app. Uh, Today on the Locked on Rockies podcast, we are talking about two very different months for the Colorado Rockies and one where this team kind of, I think we saw closer to the real Rockies. I think we saw the potential of, of kind of, I think we saw pretty close to the ceiling of what this team as constructed right now is capable of. In the month of May, I again, they're better than what April was. They're a better team than than April. Certainly, I think we, we're going to look back at April as an anomaly year. And this is going to be, I think, the more likely story for the Rockies with some variants here. In April, the Rockies go seven and twenty, uh, seven and twenty over twenty-seven games. In May, the Rockies go fifteen and thirteen over twenty-eight games. Uh, in that, in this time, the Rockies score uh, one hundred and forty-one runs in the month of May versus in April one hundred and four. The Rockies get two hundred and fifty-six hits compared to two hundred and nineteen in April. Sixty-eight doubles, six triples uh, in in May compared to just one in April. Fifty-six doubles there. In April as well, the team hit 25 home runs in May versus 18 home runs in April, 135 RBI versus uh, 100 in April, uh, in May versus April, 271 in April, 243 uh, batting average in May, uh, or I'm sorry, May 271, April 243, OBP 334 in uh, May, April 304 slugging, everything is up basically. So the Rockies improved. The Rockies showed that they are in a better situation. They're a better spot. They're a better team than 7-20. and 20. I mean, I never truly believed, I never truly thought that the Rockies were bottom of the barrel terrible outside of some points. I mean, we the alarm and the, the, the concern was there because it didn't seem like the Rockies were making adjustments. But the Rockies did make tough adjustments and did go back to what they know could be successful, especially when it comes to the option of Aileris Montero, something that was a tough decision for the Rockies to do, but ultimately pays out in this fact that Montero can go and enhance his swing, in which he did, and and refined, uh, refine the uh, 
that that that's his swing a little bit more down there so he can come back up and 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 get back to the major league level. He was tearing it up down there. And the Rockies were able to get good defense and get Ryan McMahon back there at third base, which some might argue also impacted his offense. The Rockies were getting more from players like Ryan McMahon in the month of May as well, especially when you look at uh, last week, especially when Ryan McMahon was someone who was doing really well uh, in this season, uh, especially in that short span of uh, of the season so far. When you compare, uh, let's I'm trying to get, uh, let's see, Ryan McMahon. Let's see if I can get his splits. Here we go. <clears throat> This year for Ryan McMahon, uh, he batted 242, 320, 451, and an OPS of 771. Ryan McMahon did in the month of April. 37 strikeouts for him, 13 RBI, four home runs, seven doubles, 22 hits there in 91 at bats. In May, we saw a better Ryan McMahon. We saw Ryan McMahon strike out less. And we saw Ryan McMahon walk more. And we saw Ryan McMahon drive in more RBI. Not by a ton, but a trend in the right direction, I think, especially when it comes to strikeouts. 30 strikeouts in May. Striking out seven less times in the month of uh, of May in, as opposed to April. Showing that McMahon is making an adjustment with his swing. Making an adjustment with his timing. Making an adjustment with his approach. And especially when you look at the improvements uh, in, in terms of slugging and OPS an improvement of 510 over 451 uh, there from May to April, and 871 as an improvement over the 771 there in May for Ryan McMahon over uh, uh, the April numbers there. Very encouraging is included mixing with that strikeout to walk ratio of, of four, you know, almost that, uh, almost, the, you know, splitting that right in half there, 15 walks to 30 strikeouts, just one strikeout away. Uh, you know, the home run power especially came on a spree there. I think the one big thing is uh, when you're kind of asking yourself about Ryan McMahon uh, and, and the switch there and what you'd like to see him continue to st improve on, home runs. But what does he do already to kick off June? He's got a home run already there. He's got a double. He's already got a good uh, – he's already struck out six times in, in, in a handful of games uh, this uh, so far this month. But there, there's there's been a decent amount of ball. Uh, being played, especially through that series with with Kansas City uh, coming up and uh, finishing up last week's series as well. So not raising too many alarms yet uh, there for Ryan McMahon in terms of, of a sign of regression, especially starting things off with the home run. And the Rockies getting June started off with a series win. Exactly a, a, another big flip and another big change for the Rockies in the, the month of May versus the month of April is this team was winning series. They 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 might not have always won. Uh, you know, they, they weren't doing a lot of sweeping, but there was that point in in uh, in May where the team was six and eight in their last series. I think they they go on to go. Uh, I believe it's. Uh, Closer to uh, six, and uh, I think they they lost. No, I'm sorry, I got that side wrong. They won six of their last eight series, but then uh, with the with the Diamondbacks series, of course, and uh, being swept there, uh, the the month of May kind of ended on uh, on a bit of a downer there compared to 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 the hot stretch, especially when uh, the the team just was uh, handling business there against Miami and New York, winning. Uh, but so. May is, I, I really do think what we've seen, especially with the injuries this year of, of this of this team, I think that's pretty close to the ceiling of the Rockies as constructed right now. 
It might look different if the Rockies go younger. It might go different if Denilson Lamette is going to develop into a some sort of a starter. It didn't really start off like it was looking like that. Um, but the injuries certainly continue to mount for the Rockies, especially when it comes to pitching. That's going to be the big question mark there. And let's take a look at the splits of pitching here uh, between the two months coming up here in segment number two. We'll also dive into the live chat if you got questions, comments as well. Don't miss out. We'll also be talking a little bit about this Giants series coming up as things get started tonight. We will do it all coming up in Locked on Rockies. But before we do that, got to tell you about some of the fine folks that help make this show possible. And that includes today's title sponsor, Game Time. Game Time's got you covered when you forgot to buy that ticket to the biggest event of the season. Something that you, that game you didn't want to miss out on, that concert you didn't want to miss out on. Game Time's got you covered with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can even see a picture of your seat before you buy. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. All you got to do, search Locked On Rockies. You'll be taken to where you need to go. And if you are in the Locked On Rockies live chat, just like Good Day, Good Prayers, Kevin Greenhoe is, you can fire off your Rockies thoughts, your Rockies takes. You can let me know what you think about the Colorado Rockies. And uh, Kevin says, if Crone can get back, they could be a good one too. Charlie is doing pretty good too. It's, it's hmm. the case of CJ Crone, but continues to be an interesting one, especially now with the Rockies missing out on Chris Bryant for a bit. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think the clock really has to be ticking for CJ Crone. Unfortunately, I, I don't want to be too much of a downer, but. This is someone that, uh, you know, the, the, the Rockies have have not necessarily needed to rely on uh, uh, of late. He's uh, going to come back relatively soon, I guess, is what we hear. There was some, some reporting, but it's just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really, uh, I really don't know uh, the, how much you necessarily need the services of CJ Crone and how much of a difference he's going to make for this club, especially when you got to figure out what you're doing. Again, the log jam that we keep bringing up over and over and over again really complicates things, really complicates things. And Mike Moustakas has been able to stay. If you're looking for your veteran guy to stay in there, it's it, Mike Moustakas isn't dominating or anything. It's not, it's not the best, but is there room for on this roster for Mike Moustakas and CJ Crone. I I just don't necessarily think there is. And the Rockies might go with the healthier, the healthier Moustakas. 
I mean, uh, he he's certainly playing a lot. I mean, not a lot, but he's certainly still playing. He's cer- he's certainly still getting starts. He started uh, two games of that Arizona series. Started the Sunday finale. He's not doing too much in terms of. Uh, you got a couple that a multi-hit game there in the finale. So when you as the season does progress, as we do get closer, as we continue to compare the months, as we will probably do throughout the rest of this of the uh, the season. These veteran players, those two especially, are going to be ones I, I, ones to watch. Those two need to make a statement this month. I, I, I really do think that they need to. Just because you got to figure out what they're doing, and if they're not having an abundantly positive impact on your club, if it's not helping you win this series against the Giants, if, if they're not helping you win this series against the Giants, and beat the Padres to to keep to to work your way out of the basement of the NL West. Are is that worth it? Is it worth it to keep sticking with that, or is it worth it to to trade, rebuild, replenish, or you know, ideally trade? You should try to trade anybody that you can get that 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 you think can give you some value, but. I really don't think CJ Crone and Mike Mustakas are necessarily going to net you net you too too much. But interesting question: If CJ Crone uh, can can return to form and he can do some uh, some some power hitting, absolutely uh, a, a plus for the Rockies. Uh, but that was a, a, one of, one of the things we didn't talk too much about in the first thing. But great to see the Rockies make a jump in home runs between the two months. I'd love to continue to see the Rockies be at tw- 25 home runs a month should be the minimum for a, for the Rockies. It really should. Power has to play a factor and a role for this club. And when we do talk about getting out of the basement, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll mix things up a little bit here as the Rockies are in a situation to get to third place. If they can do some damage against the, uh, in the NL West, that is if they can do damage against the giants. And if the Padres do some losing, that is going to come from hitting home runs. We we saw how important it was. We saw how crucial it was. We saw how critical it was for the Rockies to get the big hits, the big home runs in key moments. And when you're looking at why the Rockies were able to score a lot more in the month of April or the month of May versus the month of April, you can directly look at the fact that the Rockies were hitting more home runs. It's not a surprise that the Rockies, uh, you know, drive in 35 more runs that in that month when they hit seven more home runs that that you know that makes an immediate impact on those i mean most of you know whether it be the solo whether it be the single shot be really really good that's a strong indicator that the rockies offense is improving on top of the other ones because we know the rockies have have the you know it's nice that Chris Bryant hits singles, but we need to see the power. And that kind of goes for everybody as well. It's good that some of the Rockies have the ability to get on base. And I, I especially, and if you, and if you are going to get a base hit, doubles are always king. And, uh, you know, so for, for the Rockies to, to improve also in getting, hitting more doubles as well as triples in this month uh, is a very, very strong sight. And for the Rockies to, to, to be at, uh, you know, a couple of home runs already here in June as well. Those are a, a, a nice, strong looking point for the Rockies uh, as well. So a couple of there. Um, and uh, that's an interesting question. And um, from, from Joel DeGrace here in the live chat and uh, we'll, it kind of relates to, to what we're talking about here. So, so I will, I will answer it in a, in a, in a, in a, 
in a kind of bigger picture type of way. Because Joel DeGrace asks, what would you think about trading Diaz? He's white hot and his contract would make it a good time to either extend or trade him. Uh, certainly an interesting option. Certainly uh, uh, going to be someone uh, who the Rockies could consider training, uh, trading. And when you're looking at the Rockies' uh Hopes for uh, that. Uh, that uh, for that, <laughs> it's going to make him a lot more uh, valuable, especially as a, a power hitting catcher and someone that played that a strong defender as well. My question and my concern when it comes to trading somebody like a catcher or someone like an Elias Diaz is one. It, that seems like a tough position to kind of trade for. It seems like it's a tough position to kind of move. If you're if you're going to introduce a new catcher into your system in the middle of the season, then I feel like that might cause some issues within your pitching staff. I, I think it would be it, it might in terms of just getting familiar with each other. They're all they're both professionals. He's a professional catcher. Can he handle new arms? Yes, he handles young guys coming up in the system. New arms, of course, he he certainly can. But I, I, with with no other with with Brent Suter not uh, I'm sorry not Suter uh, uh, with with Austin Wins being the the being the backup with the Rockies not really having a lot of 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 dominance coming up here from the uh, from the catching position uh, Brian Servin also being optioned as well to Triple A. I don't think the Rockies will be in too big of a hurry to to move on from their all-star catcher because I really think that they believe Elias Diaz is what this pitching staff is going to need to get through this season. And I think Elias Diaz being a strong leader and, and a strong catcher for this team is going to be a benefit for the Rockies going forward, especially as this is going to be a pitching uh, a club that uh, is is going to be dealing with a lot of uh, again that those depth issues as we continue to go through the season here uh, and um, hold on I gotta go shut my door my my dog just came in hold on I thought I shut that there it is okay I think the Rockies want to use Elias Diaz's leadership and his defensive abilities and 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 the mixture of things on top of the offense to weather the storm of the pitching depth this season. And when you look at the Rockies here and, and compare the numbers uh, between the two months, they're, the, the biggest difference, of course, is the Rockies winning more ball games. I mean, it's a win percentage for the Rockies of 259 in April, and the Rockies improved, uh, you know, go to 536 uh, this year, including uh, getting eight saves. That's a big, that's big. You know, when you're looking at some of the big, big change, big difference, Eight saves for the Rockies in May, proving that uh, they won some close ball games thanks to their pitching, and they were able to uh, you know stay in those ball games uh, thanks to them. They 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 did have one more walk. The strikeouts were down. However, so was the ERA. But just about every almost every other offensive category was up slightly. The Rockies didn't get much worse in terms of pitching to start this uh, in in May, but they didn't get much better. And in April, they did have more depth. So, 
I think we're going. I mean, if, if, if like we said, if if this is if if May truly is the ceiling, if May is the month that we, I I don't think it'll be that surprising if the Rockies duplicate this month kind of over and over again. Maybe a couple of a couple of months, there are a couple of games they finish a couple of games above five hundred. A couple of months, they'll finish a couple of games below five hundred. And I think that you kind of see what this, because the Rockies are in an interesting spot there, especially when you're looking at the, the the pitching stuff because of some outliers in some different situations as well, and with how much change has happened in this Rockies pitching rotation. There hasn't been much consistency between the starting rotation between April and May when you consider how many names have gone in and out of the lineup since the start of the season when it comes to starting pitching. So... It's kind of hard to dive into those details and really look at it other than the fact that there are trends, including batting average and advanced batting stats that are creeping and trending upwards, not downwards. And that is going that is directly correlated with the loss of Vermont Marquez with Antonio Sensatella not being able to come back and, and, and perform consistently, losing some of the young guys who are having some strong starts to their or a couple of strong starts into their into their seasons. I think as we continue to go through each month, we're going to see the pitching kind of start continue to trend downward. I, I think that this pitching depth is going to be the, the Achilles heel of the Rockies this season as they continue to navigate. But the encouraging stuff, again, like I said, is the saves. It's the, the, the fact that the team isn't necessarily with some of these young guys and some of these players being different, filling different roles as starters and turning to big bullpen uh, big bullpen uh, games or, or turning the bullpen earlier, the team wasn't drastically worse. And with similar pitching stats and, and, and giving up similar pitching numbers over the two months, you see that the Rockies were able to handle adversity or handle poor pitching performances or handle the issues that, that, that might have arised during games a lot better in May than April, backing up their pitchers, stepping up to help them, and uh, you know, and and continuing to uh, to 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 help them win ball games. That's how you go above five hundred. But again, nothing is is certainly too 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 great. I mean, there there's it's still early, and the sample size and the numbers still aren't necessarily great. You just kind of got to look at everything with a grain of salt a little bit. But there is improvement. But not as I I feel again not as much to be encouraged by I think by the offense when you're looking uh, compared to the two uh, the two when you're comparing pitching and offense I think the offense uh, was able to figure things out a little bit better than the pitching but the pitching has been able to weather what has been an incredibly difficult season of injuries and, and props to them but again the Rockies pitching numbers are not necessarily flashy though but hey. It's above 500 baseball, and it's a massive improvement across a lot of categories for the Rockies when you're comparing April versus May. It's uh, it's 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 still the uh, it, it's still a good thing. The Rockies obviously playing better ball is good, but it's how much better, how much higher is that ceiling for the Rockies? I think this month is like kind of the peak of what the Rockies are capable of this year. Let's talk about uh, the Giants series. Let's talk about all that. Uh, and if you want to catch all of the Rockies action and Locked On Rockies action, you can find it on Sirius XM, including First Pitch Tonight. All you got to do is search Rockies, select the feed of your choice, and uh, you're going to be ready to go to be checking out all the play-by-play -play action on the Sirius XM app. 
Uh, let's preview this Giants series. And I think it's kind of weird that the Rockies aren't playing the Giants until this late in the year, at least if you're asking me. Let's dive into that coming up here in segment number three. Before we do that, folks, you got to take care of yourself. It's especially now if you're running around all sorts of summer activities, summer plans, summer things. There's always something going on. You got to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and guess what? You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Take care of yourself, folks. I, it's, it's one of the most important things that you can do. So visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. That's BetterHelp.com slash MLB. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you all of your favorite Colorado Rockies banter, chat, talk. And you can get all your Rockies action on the SiriusXM app. Just search Rockies. You'll be taking it where you need to go. Rockies and Giants meeting up for the first time this year. And I thought it was kind of weird that the Rockies uh, were playing the Giants so late in the season. And it's at an interesting point in the season here, uh, especially for the Giants. The Giants, I think, again, are looking, are, they're, they're, they're approaching a situation where they can continue to build and improve and do what they do, which is build up, builds momentum, and overcome some of these weird difficulties. I've said it over and over and over and over and over and over again. I'm never doubting the Giants out until they're out officially of the postseason push. This is a team that's gotten themselves just back up or close to one game below 500 and would certainly like to come into Coors Field and continue to hit the ball really far and score a bunch of runs and reignite and go back on another solid streak. This is a Giants team that is always going to be annoying, and this is a uh, going up. And the Rockies have to rely on this thin bullpen here, or this thin starting rotation here, starting things off with Jonathan uh, with Denilson Lamette. As the Rockies go up against uh, Brebbia, who's currently two and zero in the year with a three point eight zero ERA, a WHIP of one point zero six, thirty three strike, thirty three to seven strikeouts, uh, thirty three to seven strikeout to walk ratio. And given up only two home runs. In and that's in 23 innings. Denilson Lamette has given up more hits, walked more, and similar amount of home runs given up from Lamette in only 13 innings this year. So the pitching matchup clearly favor, favors the Giants, and that always seems to be the case. It's these guys that it's it's just again not flashy. But under the radar, consistently good, and are going to be, you know, certainly a team that's going to, to to punch you in the gut. And this is, again, just like the Rockies have a situation to get into third place if, the, if they beat the Giants and the Padres lose, this is a chance for the Padres to continue to build ground beneath those two teams, especially a Padres team looking to make up some ground as well. So... The Rockies have to come. I mean, it's it's the Giants. I mean, it's simply just it. This is a, the, the they got... Uh, uh, their, their lead, Michael Conforto, has 11 home runs. They 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 got a strong. They're dealing with a, a few amount of injuries as well, especially uh, of late. There, Michael Conforto, day to day. Jock Peterson's on the IL. Uh, 
Estrada on the IL as well. Alex Wood, Yastrzemski. I mean, they are, but uh, they are dealing with uh, certainly some some depth issues here. But a big three game set. As if the Giants are able to to do this, they're going to get close to being 500 on the road uh, on, on and over 500 as well. Uh, and, and for the Rockies. If they're able to to get it, they inch closer back. And like we said, if they if they get up to 29 wins, it would require a sweep probably because the Rockies would still be under the Giants in terms of win total. Uh, the Rockies would find themselves in third place if the Padres continue to lose. I don't necessarily think that means much, but a nice series win against a a Giants team is a, is a good reminder that this team that the Rockies are able to 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 hang with the best, and you can continue to build your uh, build up that home record which the Rockies now sit one game above 500. The Rockies are currently uh, 26 and 35, San Francisco 29 and 30, and the the Padres only 28 wins as well. So, I mean, San Francisco, if they they handle business against the Rockies, they're going to be getting themselves right back in the mix there at the top there, just a couple games behind Arizona and Los Angeles. Uh, with probably lots more to play, and the Giants certainly looking to 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 reach uh, to rebound and straighten things out as they've lost four of their last five. Rockies uh, have only won two of their last five uh, ball games as well. So two teams really looking to 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 have an impact and really uh, I, I, I like. It's too early, and it's not that important of a series. But these are the type of series when you're the Giants when you're looking at it to 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 to, to capitalize on to get back into things. And if you're the Rockies, this is a division matchup. Another chance for you to make some noise, people coming into your house. It's got to be you got to defend it and you got to step up and back up and continue to play back up for your for your uh for your pitcher and for the home crowd. We'll see how it works out. We'll see how this series shakes out. First pitch uh, on the way here in just a couple of hours. We'll see what happens. Folks, thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service and live on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show just like Kevin Greenho and Joel DeGrace were today. You can subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Rockies and uh, all sorts of good stuff. Go make Locked On any of the Locked On Colorado sports teams your second listen of the day, including Locked On Nuggets, Locked On Buffs, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Broncos, all available for you Folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.